Welcome to Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up with courage and faith like Esther of old, who stepped up to lead when life was tough but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet, all who faced trials head on and triumphed. Now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Well, welcome to Arise, Esther. It's such a joy to be with you once again today. And I'm your host, Dawn Damon. You know, as I think about life, I think about my legacy. I want to leave a legacy. I don't know about you, but I'm going to talk to someone today who's going to teach us all about how to live and leave a powerful legacy. My guest today, a former cultural Christian, she's now passionate for God and for his word, and it's contagious. With more than 30 years of experience, she has taught the Bible in dozens of states, internationally, and in a wide range of venues, including multi-church conferences and large online events. She has a master's of religious education from the Canadian Southern Baptist Seminary and is a devotional and Bible study author. She also writes for multiple online magazines. She writes for devotional sites. She is an all around amazing woman of God, teacher of God. She and her husband live near their family in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They have three married children, six grandchildren, two accidental dogs, and she provides free discipleship resources on her blog. We'll give you that address in just a moment. And a recent Golden Scroll (laughs) award-winning author. Would you please welcome today my guest, Kathy Howard. Hey, Kathy. Hi, Dawn. I'm glad to be, I get to chat with you today. I know I'm excited once again, and I'm really eager to hear all about this legacy, but congratulations on your award. And that was for Rooted in Christ, right? Uh, Deep Rooted, uh, Growing Through the Gospel of Mark, 40-day devotional. Yes. We talked about that a while back. We did. We had you on (laughs) once before, and we talked about that. And that's a resource worth mentioning again. So congratulations on that. And it's wonderful. Changing it's changing lives. So God is using you in a really powerful way. You are a modern day Esther. And that's why I'm <laughs> glad. So today, um, tell us a little bit about what's going on in your life. You have a real passion to equip women and to talk about legacy, but what made you think about legacy? Where did that come from? You know, uh, my, my parents raised me in a Christian home and in church and, and I knew they loved Jesus and they taught me about Jesus. Um, and my husband and I worked hard to do the same with our with our own children, um, but it wasn't until um, my parents really got older, and we had to to start we had to change their living situation. So we were I was going through their house and just finding things that just really um, like old Bibles and old letters that made me think more and more about this idea of what am I going to leave behind? You know, I've got, I got jewelry. I could leave my daughters. My husband's got things he can leave our son. Um, But, but what am I going to leave that really is going to make a difference for, for my kids, my grandchildren, and even beyond them? Because we're all going to leave a spiritual legacy the, the question is, what is it going to look like? What, what's the quality of that legacy going to yeah. be? 
that's a great differentiation because you're right, we're all going to leave a legacy. But what's the quality of that legacy going to be? And how is it going to impact? I hope and pray and believe we're going to leave a positive legacy or or even a spiritual legacy. What's a spiritual legacy? You know, thing is, we cannot, we can't believe for our kids or our grandkids, right? That that's that's an individual decision um, that every person has to make about Jesus Christ. Yes. But what we what we can do is we can create an atmosphere in our homes by the example of our lives, by purposeful intention that creates that creates this atmosphere where faith can flourish, that, that gives them an opportunity to witness God's activity, to learn about who he is, and to see it exampled in our lives in a way that they want that to. That is so great what you just said, where they can witness God at work. Or how did you word that? Where where our kids can see, give them an opportunity to witness God at work and, and how he changes our lives. And I think for me, thinking about my children, like I didn't have it all together. We didn't do everything perfect. But what we did do, and I think this is what I'm hearing you say, is we allowed our children to see God at work through right. broken, frail humanity, our prayer times, like laying hands on them, believing for them, speaking words, and not, not a religious thing, but it was right. life-giving, right? Just the right. culture and atmosphere where faith can flourish. And I believe that just the, Bi- the Bible talks about us doing this, right? Isn't this good? Oh, for sure. I mean, you, you've got Deuteronomy 6 where um, where God tells the Israelites, you know, as you go, as you go about your daily life, talk about the things of me with your children. You know, share these things constantly. I mean, as simple as if I'm with my grandkids and we see an incredible sunset or we see a beautiful bird and I say, look at what God created. I mean, it can be as simple as that. Um, but I also love, there's a, um, a story in Joshua where, where God backed up the waters of the Jordan River so that the Israelites could cross on dry ground. And God said, okay, take 12 stones, set them up. And then in years to come, when your children, when your grandchildren say, why, why are those stones there? Then, then you tell the story. You tell them why. You tell them what I did. and so that is, that's some, one thing we've tried to do in our own life, and I talk about it in, in, in Heirloom, is creating spiritual markers for your family. I mean, if God has done something amazing that your family got to participate in or you did, have a, have a physical, concrete thing that that story is attached to. So you use that story to remind your children, remember why we have this? Like, I have a picture of Jesus that my husband bought for me. Um, after it, we were in the middle of a ministry at our church in Canada where God was bringing dozens of unsaved adults, people who had never been in church before, who knew nothing about the Bible to our church. My husband and I were leading them in Bible study, which is just amazing. And whenever we'd get through that study, all the people of the church were involved bringing their neighbors who had had spiritual questions and God was saving people right and left. And so that picture of Jesus sitting with the one sheep, you know, that left the 99 and and Jesus went to find him. It's that 
that's my spiritual marker for that time for what God was doing in our church. My kids know that story. People that ask me about the picture, even if they don't ask me about the picture, sometimes I say, I have that, I have that print because then I get to tell the story. <laughs> Perfect, beautiful. People who are listening aren't going to be able to see this visual, but those who might be watching it, I have a standing stones in my office. When my husband and I got married, we built an altar to the Lord. And so it's exactly what you're saying. It's this anchoring our our faith and our belief to something tangible that reminds us and then we can speak that. What are some other practical things? I mean, that's pretty practical what God said, right? Put it's, a rock in the middle of the water. Like, what else? <laughs> you know, one thing, um, in fact, there's a story about this in, in the book, but I encourage people to create a Thanksgiving prompt for their family. You know, I, I think if, if we looked at the commands in scripture, it, I mean, I haven't counted, but it may be God telling us to express our gratitude, to express our thanksgiving to him may, is going to be top of the list, top of the list, right? So um, we have a good friend who owns a ranch in Wyoming, and a, a train tracks run through that property, and he has established, and he has lots of, he does a lot with uh, wounded warriors and that kind of thing. So he has a lot of visitors come to his ranch. And he tells everyone, when you when you hear the train whistle, that's our time. We, we will all stop and thank God. It may just be a general thank you, Lord. It may be thank him for something specific. But of course, it happens multiple times a day. And so that whistle stop is his reminder to stop and thank God. So Perfect. I encourage people to do the very same thing. I can hear a train whistle at our house. I mean, it's probably five miles away, but we hear the train whistle and I use that as a Thanksgiving prompt for myself. So one practical thing I hear you saying then is to teach families how to have Thanksgiving prompts. That's a yes. practical thing we can do. And are you saying that when we do that, we're giving them a spiritual legacy? We're teaching them to be thankful? That's right. Uh, Tie that together for me. What other uh, Thanksgiving prompt, what other practical things can we do to give our children a spiritual legacy? So as grandparents, because my husband and I, you know, we have six grandchildren, as you mentioned earlier, and our grandkids are, are have reached an age where I think we're going to do this next summer. I've, I've seen other friends do it and I've talked about it and we want to have a grandkid camp. So we may have to start with just, you know, one day, one overnight. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> but um, do the whole thing. Of course, make it as fun as possible with activities and that sort of thing. But grab it all in scripture, you know, teach Bible stories, do crafts that, that mm -hmm. illustrate a spiritual truth of God. But I, I'm really anxious uh, to get to do that. And, and we're going we're gonna to do that really soon. So that, that's, that's another idea, right? right there. That sounds wonderful. I have 11 grandkids. We've done something similar because I got that role model from my mom. She uh, lived on a lake, my mom and dad, and that was the spiritual legacy that those grandkids all remember grandma having us at camp. And she one year even got them all matching t-shirts, uh, camp grandma, and they all were wearing the t-shirts. So very fun. And I think, what do you think about just basic things to like, sometimes parents 
don't always think about a bedtime routine mm. for children when they're younger, but even for as they grow, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying goodnight to your your adolescent or your 14, 15 year old and praying over them. Those absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, prayer, prayer time as a family or prayer time at bedtime. And as they get older, I I work to whenever God prompts me to pray for individual members of my family, I've, I've begun to learn I need to let them know because that encourages them. So sometimes I send a text. Sometimes um, I, I mean, you can even send a card, right? But let's be old fashioned about it. <laughs> send a, send a card, send a text, tell them exactly how you're praying for them uh, because that's encouragement um, my one of my son-in-laws, he has a grandmother who prays regularly for all of her grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and she sends cards. <laughs> she writes a card, she writes out her prayers, and she sends it, which actually that is something that was the biggest influence in me in, um, in recently when I was cleaning out my parents' house. I found a letter um, that was more than 100 years old. So you found a letter that's a hundred years old. I did. It was dated 19, March, 1914. And uh, my great grandmother, I actually found this old box that contained a number of letters, but this particular one, you know, she was sharing news and that sort of thing. But she said, oh, I want you to know how much I pray for you every morning and every night. And then she, for you and your children. And then she wrote out this prayer and as I read it, I realized so that his his child that she was praying for was my maternal grandmother who loved Jesus and and so impacted me and my desire to love Jesus. And so as I read that prayer, I thought, you know, my, that prayer that my great great grandmother wrote out that trickled down and impacted me. You know, God used her prayers through my grandmother to impact my faith. So, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to begin to be purposeful in building a spiritual legacy for our family. Yes. You know, I had a girlfriend who is now with the Lord and she discovered that she had a, a terminal illness and they had given her, you know, maybe 12 to 15 months, even with treatment. But she lived like she knew that her time on earth was short. And so she was very intentional about the legacy that she was leaving her kids. And she was writing them letters wow. about each one of them. She purchased a special piece of jewelry that she wanted to wear and then give to each one of them and just different things. And it has a beautiful, wonderful ending, tragic on this side of, of heaven, of course, you know, to, to be gone so early. But if we kept eternity in mind and knew that our life is like a vapor, I think that we would be a little more intentional. And it sounds to me like what you're offering in your book, which I want to talk about in just a moment, you're nudging us to be intentional, to know that someday we're going to leave this right. planet. And what have we left behind? 
You know, my, the death of my parents, um, which my mother has, has not been gone quite a year yet, but that really, I thought, you know, you always get more of a sense of your own mortality. Not, I'm not afraid of death. It's because it, I know where I'm going, but it's just that, okay, wait a minute. Time is limited. <laughs> you know, time, time is short. And I, and I think that really, uh, in addition to cleaning up my parents' house and then them both passing away made me think, what am I going to leave behind? I, I, I need to be more and more intentional in this. And so I've been more faithful about journaling and I keep all of those uh, papers, all those journals. And one day my children or my grandchildren are going to find them and they're going to be able to see a little glimpse into what my spiritual journey was like. That's such a great gift that I just love that so much. And as a pastor, I've done funerals where we've received the Bible or a journal from the loved one. And it does exactly that. We get to share from that. It's very personal. Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful gift to leave the family. So you've written a book. It's called Heirloom, yes. Living and Leaving a Legacy of Faith. And it tells stories of the past that will impact our faith today. 52 heartfelt reflections. So you found some very interesting stories as you were writing the book Heirloom. Share with us some of the interesting stories. Right. I mean, there's some great stories from um, even revolutionary war heroes and that kind of thing. But one of my favorites has a connection to my own, fa own family. And it was a, a woman sent me this story that I grew up. My We were in the same church when I was a child. And her father was one of my dad's best friends. He was a little older than my dad. And he was a spiritual mentor to my dad. And she sent me a story of her great grandfather who was an orphan in London mm -hmm. and he just hung around the streets as a teenager and a stranger one day a stranger gave him a heavy black bible and he used it to teach himself to read and in the process he came to faith in Christ and about a decade later he and his wife and young children immigrated to America and they settled in my hometown of Shreveport Louisiana wow and from there, he began to build uh, a legacy of faith in Christ in his community and the way he did business. He helped he helped found uh, plant a church there and his children and grandchildren all embraced faith in Christ as well. And it was one of his grandsons that was my father's spiritual mentor. Isn't that so amazing? It just kind of it brings tears to my eyes. And hey, by the way, a shout out to the Gideons and others who give Bibles, right? Because the word of God changes lives. And so that story has so many incredible facets to it. What a great legacy. If somebody doesn't give a Bible to that man, your grandpa or your dad doesn't have a mentor. I mean, that's right. That's, that's right. Know, so praise God for that. You had a, an amazing spiritual legacy left for you and you were able to write this book. Tell us a little bit about the book. What are some of the cool elements of it and how does it work? So so each it's it's 52 devotions and each one, of course, features scripture and spiritual truths and principles. But each one tells a story. Some are those ancestor type stories like I just shared about the orphan in London. There, of course, there's some stories from scripture. There's stories from history, like Billy Graham's mother and how she impacted his life. Uh, but each devotion includes a very practical spiritual legacy tip or prop, like some of the ones we talked about earlier. And each one also, my, 
the editor of this book at Tyndale is very big into genealogy research. She knows way more than me. I dabble. She's a pro. And she helped write the um, 52 genealogy research tips that are in the book. That's a huge feature. That's really cool. The book is called Heirloom, Living and Leaving a Legacy of Faith by Kathy Howard. Kathy, thank you so much. What, um, what would you like to share with our listeners as a parting word? Where can they find you and where can they get your book? Okay. So the, the book will be released mid-October-ish. It's, it's available for pre-order now at Amazon. Um, my website is kathyhoward.org, and that's Kathy with a K. And um, there's all kinds of great resources there. If you want to uh, try scripture memory with your kids or grandkids, there's some helps there for that. Perfect. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on Arise, Esther, and thank you for being a modern day Esther and taking a stand for such a time as this. If ever we needed voices speaking of faith and the fortitude of our ancestors and that spiritual legacy, I know as I'm speaking, even some of you who are listening, perhaps you didn't have a spiritual legacy passed down to you. Maybe in some way you feel a little ripped off, but I want to encourage you today that it can start with you. Yes. That you have the opportunity, pass down that legacy of faith and watch what God will do. In fact, as I close, don't you think, Kathy, that part of our reward in heaven might be to find out the lives that we touched through the generations of stories that we don't even know, like this person who passed down a Bible. They don't know how that story ended, but now they do in heaven. Their reward is great. Right. Don't you think? Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. That would be a great reward for sure. For sure. All right, everybody. Well, God bless you. This is Don Damon getting ready to sign off. But first, I have a question for you. Modern day Esther, is this your moment to arise? I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. And hey, if you've not done so yet, why don't you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss another episode. Or you can visit us at ariseester.com. And while you're there, make sure you join the movement. Visit us today to get connected. For more information about me, Dawn Damon, visit dawndamon.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for a free breakthrough strategy session. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.